Hey everybody, it's Tim. Welcome or welcome back to the LOH Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and our YouTube channel where you can access all of our message content. Most importantly, I hope the following message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. The Lord has a word for you. He's got a word for you. And a word from the Lord can change anything. I mean, he spoke and everything that we see came to be from what he spoke, from what he said. Lord, let your spirit come forth through me and let my spirit intertwine with your family, our family spirit, and do something extraordinary, extraordinary this morning. We ask it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. One of my favorite words in Scripture, I can think of two places. If you can think of another, maybe online, you can put it in the comments. If you can think of another, you tell me, okay? Message me and tell me. Now to him who is able... And Jude, and Paul writes it in Ephesians. Pastor, you know another one? Now to him who is able. One of my favorite lines. Come on. In your situation. (laughs) In your season. Where are you in life? Take inventory of your life and think about it in the context that my God is able. And now we're about to talk about or to whatever way you want to phrase it to one that is able. We've been talking about prayer. Right? What is your view of prayer? Dustin, it's been a long way around the bend. Where how do you feel about prayer? I hope so. I hope it's more than one that likes it. But it's humbling, right? It takes time. It takes patience. But Jesus said, my house shall be called a a house of prayer. Worship, yes. But not my house shall be called a house of, of worship, right? Preaching, yes, but not my house shall be called a house of preaching. My house shall be called a house of calling on the name that's above every name, for he's the only one that really can do something about it. In this world, what's your view of the world? Is it I'm an ant and a grasshopper standing in front of Goliath? Or am I David? A shepherd boy, nothing about me, but I serve a mighty God that can do all things, that is able to change it. He's able to do anything. Our God can do anything. And I'm here to tell you today something simple is He can change it. That's the title. He can change it. Someone say, He can change it. That ain't complicated, but it's hard to believe. If you watch the news, I stay away from it. If you're on social media, it's hard to believe that people can change, right? You've probably said it as I've said it. Oh, some people will never change. (laughs) But with God, now to him who is able, our God can change anything, man. Our God can change anything. I'm here today to call up a generation to believe. He, not I, can change it. It can be through you, but He can change. One of my favorite things to hear my wife say when I get home from work is, Daddy can change it. (laughs) Y'all know what I mean. I get home, I'm tired, ready to sit down. Don't come to, daddy can change it. Daddy's home. He can change it. Testify, guys, right? 
I don't feel like it. Shout out to all the stay-at-home moms. Y'all are miracle workers, troopers. Come on, we can give a hand clap for the, for the 24-7 that never stops and the pathetic dads that we come home and we pout and whine. Daddy, you can change a diaper. You can, <laughs> you can change it. You can change it. No, it's not my favorite thing. It's awful. It actually triggers something inside that makes me cringe. <laughs> You're going to be poopy for a while. <laughs> Go on the toilet. Go on the toilet. That's what we got them for. Gee, whiz. <laughs> Daddy, can you wipe me? No, I can't. I can't. I can't, I don't know how. And that's what we do, right? We act so pathetic that she has to do it anyways. No, I help out. That's why we need EXO Conference and we need to go. We need to learn what it means to help out. <laughs> and isn't that funny? And she always gets me with this, like, it's like this phrase, I'm helping you out when it's both our jobs, right? That's like the dumbest thing. You want me to help you and change the diaper? It's just as much your responsibility, right? <laughs> daddy can change it. I'm here to tell you today, though, daddy can change it and daddy wants to and it is a different way. He can change it. He can change that poopy situation. <laughs> He can, and he's willing, and he has a desire to. He has a desire to. I love that story in scripture when that guy comes to him and he says, if you're willing, and Jesus says, I'm willing. I love that. It's not just that he can, and that he's an amazing miracle worker, and he's, he's wonderful. He's a wonderful counselor. But not only all those things and the attributes of God are amazing, but that God would be willing, that he desires to come, that your worship isn't annoying, that he desires to meet you. He desires you to ask of the Father for good things, and he wants to give you good things. And I have a message. You can go years ago in the Velcro series called Unanswered Questions. And I'm not ignorant of life. Matter of fact, Jesus wasn't either. He said, take heart in this world. You have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. But I believe in the suddenly. I believe that bad things can happen suddenly. I believe divorces can happen suddenly. But as Pastor mentioned last week, it's often, it takes time, it takes a filling up of the cup, if you will, to a moment of time where something hits and it goes over the edge and it, and it appears suddenly, right? Have you ever heard of the overnight successes? They say, man, this person was an overnight success. And they're like, I've been writing songs for 30 years. I don't know what they're talking about. They just found out, right? But I believe in the suddenly, negatively, but I also believe that the best can happen suddenly. The best can happen suddenly when you're consistent, when you keep coming to church and keep giving yourself and, and you don't feel like it and you keep opening the word and you keep praying and you keep asking of the Lord. I believe that as the, as the bucket fills up, come on, you, you ever been to a water park and the bucket fills up and you're standing under it? You look like a goofball. Everybody around you, what's he standing under there for? I'm just waiting for that fountain to fill up. Because in a moment, I know that everything can change and I'm going to be swept away, right? It's going to pour out on me. I know in due time. If I stand here long enough, if I stand here long enough in this dry and weary land, come on, if I stand here long enough, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Give a praise. If I stand here long enough, if I ask long enough, if I seek long enough, he says, ask and keep asking. He says, seek and keep seeking. He says, knock and keep knocking. The door will be open because he can change it. Somebody say he can change it. Come on, louder than that, he can change it. 
Come on, you tell the devil he can change it. You tell the devil he can change your marriage. You tell the devil he can change your family. You tell the devil he can change your wayward son. You tell the devil. My God can change it. He's able. I remember having conversations at school at Georgetown with some guys, whether they're religious or not. We talk about the infinite God and he created everything right. It's more faith to believe nothing created this than something. But we would talk about it. You know, people have religious backgrounds, Catholic backgrounds, traditions, whatever. And we talk about, you know, we believe this scripture, right? We all kind of have that commonality. It's like the word of God. You know, we have our likes and dislikes and we all have our opinions. But one thing I would always ask, which was always fun, because we'd talk about the gifts of the Spirit and does God do this or does God do that? And I would always interrupt and I would say, well, wait, wait a second. He's the God of all creation. Can he or not? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he, but, but, wait, wait, wait. Can he or not? Well, I guess he can. All right, we're good. We're good. Because if I can get you to believe that he can, anything's possible. Because if he's the same God, not different, same God yesterday, today, and forever, and all of us biblical scholars and all of us theologians, we think we are, we're not, we're, we're theologians, we have our opinions, let me ask you something. And I don't want you to base it off your circumstance or your season or what you've witnessed with your own eyes. I want you to base it off the word of God. Can God do it? Yes, <laughs> yes he can. I don't care what, what tradition, denomination you are. If we all come to terms that God can, anything is possible. Jeremiah 32 verse 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Genesis 18, 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you. About this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. Come on, somebody. Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, oh, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. And by, let's turn that phone off. That would be great. By your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. I'm not done. Luke 1, 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Matthew 19, 26, but Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. That was, that was Jesus. Isaiah 41, 10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mark 11, 20, you want me to keep going? Say, keep going. Mark 11, 24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours is it alright to share the word of God in church today Moses asks who shall I say you are now I am how did he say I don't know he said I am why did he call Moses? Moses, I've seen the misery of my people. Moses, I've seen the misery of my people. They've been hundreds of years in slavery and bondage. I want you to go and set my people free. But, 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 I'm inadequate. I, I don't have what it takes. I will be with you. Come on. I will be with you. What does that mean? The one who is able is with you. The one who can change it is with you in your school, in your family, in your job. The one who can change it is with you. The one who can change it is with you. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that we get to share the good news of the gospel message about Jesus. We thank you that you love us, that you care for us, and that you made a way so that we can receive life and life more abundantly, God. I pray that we would share that. 
I pray that we wouldn't keep it inside and today that you would minister in such a way that we would believe you like never before. That maybe our circumstance won't change right at the moment or our season won't change at the moment, but our mindset, our perspective, our hearts can change because faith is the confidence of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Let's remind ourselves who our God is. We can open up our Bible to Rome, Revelation chapter 1. I help y'all out. You're new with us. You just turn to the back of the Bible and work 22 back to 1. Revelation chapter 1. Um, this is kind of usually the opposite of what I, well, Jesus wants to be intimate with you and he wants to have a relationship with you. You know that, right? Do you know that? He loves you. He desires. The Bible actually says, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Scripture actually says that. And that he came down from his lofty place and lived among us to live the life that we couldn't live and die on the cross for our sins and be our substitute so that we don't have to pay for our sins. Amen? And he made a way so that we can enter into the most holy, intimate relationship with him. Thanks be to God. But with who? Who's this relationship with? In Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says this. This is John's vision, what he sees in heaven. He sees Jesus. He says, I am the Alpha and Omega. This is who you're praying to? This is who we're singing to? I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and is to come, the Almighty. That's your Father. I say that to the youth. If that's your Father, then what are the implications of that for your life? How should you be living? How should you be walking? Uh, uh, you know, just another day at school. Nobody really talks like that, I don't think. But, but seriously, we walk around like that. And we're like, uh, I got nothing, man. You got everything you need. You got the garment on. And then people look at you and they... Uh, Maybe they might not see it, but they should. That, that's a kingdom child. That kid's royalty. What's he got on his life? And the enemy would like you not to believe that. I don't got what it takes. I don't have the it factor. They do, they do, the platform does. No, that's not true. You got it. That's Jesus inside of you. Christ in you. That's the hope of the nations. That's the hope of glory is Christ in you. So he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. That's the A to the Z, who was and is and is to come, the Almighty. And then in verse 12, John says, I turned around. Come on, this is so cool. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned around, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like blazing fire. Come on, this is just... This is what he can describe it like. This is the only thing he has, only reference point. This is what it was like. His eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. And coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. That's Jesus. Yes. That's your God. That's who you're worshiping. Mm. And John, the disciple who Jesus, John, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Y'all there? Verse 17. Then he placed his right hand on me. 
I'm so thankful the Lord placed his hand on me because I wouldn't be able to get up after seeing this, after seeing his holiness, after seeing how much I don't measure up, he placed his right hand on me. Could it not be that Jesus is the right hand of God? He placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I have the final say. I'm the living one. I was dead and now look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Come on, somebody. Come on, give them praise. It's all right. It's all right. You don't need my permission to give him praise. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the praise. Your God's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of your whole life. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the praise. I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, I'm not worthy. That's the point in outrageous, audacious worship is I'm not worthy, he is. That's why you can worship. It's not because you're worthy, it's because he's worthy and you know you're not. And that gives you the right to worship him. He's alive forever and ever. He holds the keys of death and Hades. Can he change it? This is what the Lord said in Isaiah 43. You can go there with me if you want. Isaiah 43, 16. Towards the middle of your Bible. This is what the Lord said. He who made a way through the sea. A path through the mighty waters. He drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together. And they lay there never to rise again. That's what he does with your enemy extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. So, what's that say? Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And that's what he always does. That's the consistency of the Lord. He does a new thing. He's doing a new thing. He's the creative God. He does a new thing. Can you see it? That's what he asks you. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can you see it through Jesus? Can you, do, can you see it? Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This is what I consistently do because I am the I am and I'm the same. I'm the same. He's the same. He's the same. But master, if you would have been here, how many of us? Come on, y'all. Y'all tracking with me? Martha. But master, if you would have been here, you could have. And this is the struggle that we all at some point or another, find ourselves in this tension of believing the Lord. Believing the Lord. All his promises are yes and amen. I will see the goodness of the Lord. And then we stand like Martha and we say, Lord, if you would have been here, you could have changed it. Right? And what does Jesus say? Come on. What does Jesus say before the miracle? What does he say? I am. Y'all are scared, aren't you? Y'all do not be afraid. I am the resurrection and the life, right? I am. When? Lazarus is dead. Your hope, dead. Your, your, your season, dead. The, the things in your life. But God, if, if you would have, yeah, yeah, if you would have rescued me from this, but why did it happen? For the glory of the Lord that was going to be revealed. He said, I am, right? So even when you don't see it, I am. If you're in the waiting, I am. If you're in the prison, I am. What shall I call you, Lord? The I am. Hallelujah. Hmm. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 55. Y'all probably even know these scriptures. I'm sure you do, actually. Isaiah 55, 9. 
or maybe eight. I don't know. We'll see when we get there. <laughs> I am. I am. Well, Dustin, I haven't seen it yet. Well, he is. Well, well, Dustin, it, ha it hadn't been manifest yet. Well, I know what he says. He is who he says he is. And we're not called to understand it. We're called to believe him. And we're not, we're not called to believe him based on our season or based on what we've went through. We don't change who God is because we are flawed and our understanding is flawed. We believe who he says he is despite what we see. And he tells us why we ought to do this because his thoughts, are we there? Because his thoughts are not your thoughts and his ways are not your ways, declares the Lord. How much so as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways, so are his thoughts higher than yours. Come on. How far higher, God, as the heavens? Have we found the heavens? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, so are my thoughts higher than yours. As the rain and the snow come down, did you guys know this verse was connected? Let's keep reading. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the either, so is my word. Come on, that's the same. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return empty. Come on, but will accomplish what I desire. Someone say hallelujah. Will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. That's the word of the Lord today. So I say this, he was not mistaken when he spoke to you. When he said the mountain can be moved, believe it. The chains can be loosed, so believe it. The ocean can be parted, so believe it. The way can be made, so believe it. The dead things can come to life in Jesus' name. He's the same. He's the same. He's the same. I want to be a church of faith. I want to be a generation of faith. I want to be a person of faith. Not of sight. Yes. Not of sight or of flesh. Only by the Spirit. Only by the Spirit. Amen? Amen? Because my flesh desires what's contrary to the Spirit. And guys, that is a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous game to play with the flesh. And we, should, we ought to ask ourselves, the scripture says, I think it's 1 John 4, to test the spirits to discern what they're of. And, and I was, yeah, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. Uh, when John, when, when, when Jesus is at the end and he's saying he's about to be crucified and Peter, right, says that will never happen to you, Lord, right? And what is Jesus' response? I, I, I think I was thinking about this week and I don't think necessarily what Peter said was actually wrong. It was actually a defense of his friend. A loving defense. You're going to be crucified. That will never happen. But what did Jesus say? He didn't say what he said was wrong. He said, you know not what spirit you're of. Because my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways you don't understand what I'm doing, but you will eventually. Peter, you know not what spirit you're of. And I want to be a man of the spirit, a man of faith. That even when I don't see it, even when darkness falls on my life, or even when things that I don't understand happen, I still want to be able to stand here and say about the word of God is that I'm going to stand on the word and I'm not going to change it because he never changes and he's the same God. He's the same God. And just because I haven't seen it yet, just because a life looks like Job, Lord God Almighty, you're the same God and you'll see it through you will see it through you will see it through so if your marriage is on the brinks he can change it if your family dysfunction is off the charts he can change it 
Your wayward son is gone. I said it. He can change it. You're battling addiction. He can change it. You have disease. He can change it. Someone say change it. I am the Lord. Is there anything too hard for me? We know his character. Remind yourself who he is. He's a good, good father. Wanting to give good gifts to his kids. <laughs> and the earthly father, according to Jesus, is evil in comparison. Man. He is so good. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those. Josh, I did it. I looked at this iPad. It has the slides on it. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to see it though, bro. But <laughs> pretend you're not looking at your notes and look at this iPad right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, without faith... <laughs> I'm just messing. I love all the things you guys are doing. I love it. <laughs> I shared this on the Christmas morning. Y'all watched the Christmas morning presentation we put out? That was pretty cool, wasn't it? But I shared when being a young kid that I actually struggled with this verse. Anyone struggling with it now? Like, let me tell you, when you start reading, tell me where you stop. Right at that comma, right? <laughs> You're like, I'm not even going to read any farther because I guess it's impossible for me to please God. Right? And the, en I, the enemy would like you to stop there too. Isn't that funny? As a religious, like a little religious kid, I used to get stuck on that. Well, now when I doubt, I'm not pleasing you, Lord. And I, and I felt the Lord... <laughs> Revealed to me that's not even the, really the point of the whole thing. Like, like this first part's like heavy like this. And then you're like, those who come must believe they exist and he rewards those who diligently seek him. Man, without faith is impossible. Please God. Man, without faith. Whoa. Well, Dustin, because if you don't believe me, you won't believe that I exist. <laughs> and then I'm a rewarder. This is the part where you got to focus on it. I am alive. I'm the living one. I am who I say I am. Be fixated on that. And I'm a rewarder of those who seek me. If you, if you don't believe that, <laughs> I, I hate to use this poetic license but if I'm maybe it frustrates the heck out of them be right it's impossible to please God because buddy you gotta you gotta believe that that I'm alive and we don't just come to church to fill a seat like you got a plan God's got a plan for your life he has a purpose for you he wants you to live and not die and see life and life more abundantly for you and your spouse and your family and generations to come through you. He's got more. He's got more in store. And if, if we don't, that he exists and then he's a rewarder, that's pretty simple right there. He exists and he's a rewarder. If you don't believe that, it's really hard for it to please him. So, <laughs> let's talk through some experiences in prayer. Y'all got time? Yeah. Say, I got time. <laughs> Don't lie to me. But if you do have time, say you have time. The, game, the game's not till like six. Give me a break. Like, you don't got anywhere to go. It's, hey, guys, outside is Cumberland, Maryland. I mean... <laughs> We can get a Cracker Barrel or Bob Evans. Which one? Here we go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cumberland's amazing. I live here. 
I live here. I am building a house in West Virginia, though. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Sorry. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. It was inevitable anyways. When I was at school at Georgetown, they were like, don't fool us. You're from West Virginia. We can hear it in your voice. You're not from Maryland. So <laughs> it really should be split anyways. No or not? I mean, is that a debate? Okay. Pastor Tim, I got the laugh, bro. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Y'all don't know what I mean, but anyways, okay, that's kind of an inside. Um, so when we pray, here's the tension that we walk through, is the sometimes. That's the way I want to phrase it. Cue the slide. Nice. Sometimes. Sometimes, Right? So we, we believe the word every time. He's faithful every time. But it's not a formula. You ever heard that, right? It's not pray plus end with Jesus' name equals gold, fire, dove, whatever the emoji you want to put. It's not always... It's not always like that because of sometimes. And forgive me if I, try, if I make it more complicated than Jesus did because Jesus said, ask and it will be given. Jesus made it very simple. He made prayer very simple. But, but what I want you to know, and without insulting your intelligence, I hope it's not coming across that way, is that there's often more to it than that and when we bring our prayers to the Lord there's often more to the story that Jesus can see that we can't is that is that true or not yes. so we ask and believe that it would be given but if not there's sometimes that I've experienced these few things, and maybe there's more, or maybe this isn't true, but y'all mind if I share it. The first thing is this, sometimes it's a shift. When you walk through the tension and the struggle, sometimes when you're praying and you're not seeing it, God wants you to shift. Anyone testify to that? God wants you to turn. You're going the wrong way. You're wanting the wrong thing. You're focused in the wrong place. Let me tell you in scripture, Paul had a thorn in his flesh that he prayed to God to get rid of. What was it? Oh, I don't know what it was. It was a messenger of Satan to torment him. He says it. It was a messenger of Satan to torment him. And God said, I don't want you to pray that you get rid of this. But I want you to see my grace in it. And what did he say? My grace is sufficient for you. So, so Paul goes from praying, Lord, remove this one time. Lord, remove this two times. Lord, remove this three times. And the Lord, in essence, says, no, even though I can change it, I want you to see my grace in this because my power is made perfect in your weakness. And so you need to turn, you need to shift Listen to the Lord and shift and focus on another, in another way, in another direction. So sometimes it's a call to shift. I know with football in the NFL, as you, some of you guys might know my story. Lord, let it happen. Lord, let it happen. I want to see it happen. Worked hard enough for it to happen. <laughs> Good enough to make it happen. All of the above. But the Lord was wanting me to go, no, nah, it's over. And how I knew it was over, let me tell you, there was zero peace in my life. None. And I've shared the story before. My mom is sitting on the floor crying, of course. Dustin crying. Yeah, nice. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Mom says, I don't know what the plans God has for your life. But one thing I know is God doesn't want you to feel this way. So whatever you got to do, you got to do it. And I said, I know I got to give it up. 
I know I got to give it up. And right there, peace flooded my soul. Right then and there, peace flooded my soul. I couldn't watch football for a few years, but... (laughs) Sometimes it's a weight. Sometimes it's a shift. Sometimes it's a not yet. Those who wait upon the Lord will have their strength renewed. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men they stumble and fall but those who hope in the Lord will find their strength renewed. So what's that mean? It's time to anchor down. It's time to anchor down and not move. It doesn't mean stop. It might mean you got to go around Jericho six more times until you see the goodness of the Lord. Six more times of doing the same thing. We're walking around here and we're worshiping one time and seeing nothing. We're walking around here worshiping another time, two times. God, you told us. You'd given us the city. God, you told me this was going to happen. And I have not stopped worshiping. I have not stopped praying and, and praising. And it's been six times around Jericho. We'll just go one more time. Just go one more time. Y'all know what happens the seventh time. The wall's full. You know what happens the seventh time. Because it's God's perfect timing. Number seven is God's perfect timing. It's God's perfect timing. And we want to be outside of God's perfect timing. So walk around it. Keep worshiping. Keep praying. Keep seeking. Keep longing. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Oh, wait upon the Lord. If you just wait upon the Lord. He will renew your strength if you just wait upon the Lord. He will renew your strength. Hmm. Hallelujah. And then sometimes it's a dance. Sometimes I'm not moving, Lord. (laughs) Let's say this is something you feel like God's promised you. This Bible. Give it up. No. You think I'm crazy? You think I'm crazy? Sometimes God, my son needs saved. God, my daughter needs rescued. God, you promised my family. God, my marriage. Sometimes it's a call even when you feel like there's a brick wall in front of you. I'm telling you what, he can change it. I'm telling you what, he can change it. He can change it. He can change it. There was this woman in scripture where her daughter was demon possessed. And she comes to Jesus asking Jesus, help me, Jesus. Help me. And what's Jesus say? It's offensive what he says. I'm not sent to you. I'm sent to the lost sheep of Israel. What is is that to me? She asks him one time. Jesus says no. She asks him a second time. Jesus says no. No. My daughter, don't you care, Jesus? My daughter is demon possessed. I'm going I'm to keep coming. Hey, Jesus, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Jesus says, you have great faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have great faith. <laughs> she said, I'm not going to move. You have great faith. Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. Come on. 
Come on, I love those. I love those. Stand, wait upon the Lord. Stand, wait upon the Lord. If you know that you know that you're standing on a word from God, you got a promise. It don't matter what anybody else says. It matters what he says. Stand on it, baby. Stand on the word of God. His promises are true. He's faithful to the end. It's not the end yet. If you're listening to me speak, it's not the end yet. Somebody say, it's not the end. Come on, louder. It's not the end. It's not the end. Come on, it's not the end. No, he can change it. No, he calms the storms. No, he turns the waves into still waters. And he leads you beside the still waters and restores your soul. He'll call those waves. Peace be still. And then he'll lead you beside him. And as he does, he restores your soul. And he's restoring your soul because we know he doesn't leave us broken or empty. He is a restorer. He always restores. He always restores. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, we see that the way the world will be in the last days is not the way necessarily that God desires the world to be, that people will be like this in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we've read this before, we've talked about this before, and you can read this on your own. But the final thing is this, these people in the last days will have a form of godliness but deny it's power. And this word is dunamis. Pastors talked about this. This word dunamis means strength and power. And it means ability. I started out my message now to him who is able. And these, these people will have a form of godliness. They'll look good on the outside. But they'll deny what God's able to do. I don't want that to be said of me. By the power of his spirit, we can be the change. Like Moses, in all of our inadequacies, in all of our things where we don't measure up, in all of our yeah buts, God can use us in our circle, in our community to change anything. Because in Romans chapter 8, verse 10, Paul writes this, If Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. If your life, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're struggling with in your body, if Christ is in you, the spirit, the smallest circle, right? We talked about the three circles from Watchman Nee. The spirit gives life to every circle because of righteousness in you. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, here it is, to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. That means in every aspect of your life, the spirit brings life. Life. Where's dead? Let the spirit bring life. Where's hopeless? Let the spirit bring life. Where's depression, anxiety, disappointment? Let the spirit, which is beyond our emotions and beyond our soul, in the inner part of our being, let it come forth and bring life. And bring life to everyone around you. He, but if the spirit who raised Christ from the dead also will give life to your mortal bodies in you, also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Let's have the band come up and um, we'll close it out here.
the Spirit in us. The Spirit in us. Mm. Man, I want to live with faith, don't you? Like, I'm just talking to y'all. Like, you want to live by faith, right? Live by faith. Like, like, man, you're sitting there, and I read about Revelation, God has the keys, and then Jesus tells Peter, that the faith in Christ is giving you the keys of the kingdom and you have the keys of the kingdom and man, like on your life, like Dustin, where do I even go from here? Like my whole life should be different, right? I should walk around with boldness now. Like I shouldn't be afraid. And I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let's live it, right? But what do we do when we don't see it? Dustin, I've been, I've been, I feel like going around Jericho 150 times, not seven or six. <laughs> and I've yet to see it. Why don't y'all stand with me? Can y'all stand? Dustin, I've been, I've been going around this thing for a long time, my brother. Some things I've seen, some things I haven't. Come on, y'all testify to that. But I want to see. I want to see all that God promises, all that God said he was going to do in the last days. I want to see him pour out his spirit. I want to see him change people, the hardest heart, the, the darkest person. Lord, I, I, I just want to see a fresh revival, a fresh renewal. God, I want your spirit to be known. I want everybody to know Jesus because it's the most attractive message, the most attractive thing. It's what our life is all about. We want the world to know Jesus. We want to be apprentices of Jesus, followers of Jesus, and we want to reflect him on the earth. God, that's what we want. So there's things as we stand and as we walk and as we move forward, Lord, that we're in attention and we're in a struggle. So what do we do? What do you do in the not yet? What do you do? Dustin, I believe he can change it. So now what? Now what? Well, the first thing I say is this. You're not called to understand it. You're called to be obedient. So whatever he tells you, you need to do, you got to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. I can't do it for you. I can't be obedient for you. I can only be obedient what God tells me to be obedient for, right? So if it's like me and you have no peace and you have to give something up, you, you got to do it. If it's a relationship that's toxic, you got to do it. Whatever it is he says, do it. I love this. Because in scripture, Jesus' first miracle, you know why it happened? Because the guys filling the jars were obedient. Mary said, Jesus, we're out of wine. What's that to me? It's not my time yet. Mary goes to the guys, says, do whatever he tells you. Jesus didn't fill the jars. Jesus didn't fill the jars. Jesus did the miracle. The guys filled the jars. We don't even know their name. The guys were the catalyst for the miracle. He said, fill the jars with water. This sounds crazy, God. Fill the jars with water. Hmm. It's crazy until I come on the scene, is what he says. And then it all makes sense. There's more wine at the end. Come on, there's more wine in the new covenant than the old. It's new. It's fresh. He brought out the best wine for the end. Glory be to God. And let us be obedient. 
Let us do whatever he tells us. And then number two, one and the same. We're called to be good stewards. As Joseph was a good steward of the household, we're called to be good stewards of God's house. Moses brings his inadequacies to God, and that's all right. What do I do, Lord? And God says, what's in your hand, Moses? What's in your hand? So, so you can dream big. You can think about the big exodus and the, the, the prison being set free and the big liberation of the saints. That's great. But Dustin, big dreamer, I want you to start here. What's in your hands, my son? What are you called to steward? What babes you called to steward? What gift do you have? What, what, what opportunity? What circle do you find yourself? What is in your hands? Everybody's got something in their hands. Are you stewarding what's in your hands? Well, Jesus, I have five loaves and two fish and I want to eat my lunch. Well, if you give it to me, if you give it to me, I can do a miracle or you can keep it yourself. Take it, Lord. Take it, Lord. Take it, Lord. Take it, Lord. And then number three is this, and this might be the hardest thing I've preached on all day. Keep the right attitude. Keep the right spirit. This is only, this is only by the power of the Lord. Humble yourself. Because God opposes the proud. God opposes the proud, but gives grace, but gives grace, but gives empowerment, and gives mercy to the humble. And when you humble yourself, when you have the right attitude and the right spirit, God will open doors. God will lift you up if you have the right spirit like Jesus on the ground. Just be obedient. Just be a good steward. And I feel like this is a word from God today. Your father. Buddy, keep the right spirit. Buddy, keep the right spirit even when you don't see me working. Even when the timing of things don't go according to your plan. Even when you thought that by now you would be farther along in this journey with Christ, or you would be seeing more fruit from your life, the Lord is coming to you today to encourage you to keep the right attitude, to keep the right spirit. You're right where He wants you. We're going to have a moment. If you want prayer, we will pray for you. We will pray for you. We'll come alongside and support you and where you feel like God's taken you. I want you to be able to respond to the Lord. Guys, this is, this is it. You know, we, we led worship with music and song and ministered as best as we could from the Word. This is, this is your time, though, of ministry where the Lord plants a seed and He goes deep and He speaks to you. I don't want you to miss that and I don't want to steal that from you, that time from, from you. So Lord, as we respond and as people pray for people and we sing, we ask that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who is the same God the God that we read about in Revelation chapter 1, that He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. He has the final say. He's the living one. He's the one who can change it. He's the one that can do anything. There's nothing too hard for Him. As we come to you in the name of Jesus, meet us. Meet us here. Meet us here with great power. And great assurance, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Have your way in this time. To you be the glory. Amen? Come on, amen? Hallelujah. 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 
Hey, this is Pastor Dustin, and thanks for listening. If you live in the Western Maryland area, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend services or weekday gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environment, please visit myloh.church.